What's up everybody and welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for your patience with me as I kind of skipped the last week's episode recap. I couldn't edit it because I was whisked away on a surprise uh, birthday celebration in Montreal with my boo thing. Um, but I am excited to, uh, to recap this episode of Teen Mamo G. And by the way, before we get into it, I did end up opening a PO box. All the information is gonna be down below if you're interested. Um, so now let's see what went down this past Monday's episode of Teen Mom OG. We were surprised by a visit from none other than Snake Kenzie Standifer um, while she and her growing baby and Mimi Jen talk about the idea of Bentley going to a private school for a better education and sports program. Um, Mimi Jen claims that Ryan created some sort of education fund for Bentley specifically for this purpose, but I'm not sure how much I believe her considering just last season, Ryan claimed that he was spending over $10,000 a week on heroin and remember this guy is also in trouble with the IRS so to think that this is the same guy who would have an education fund for his child ready is a huge stretch in my opinion you know I'm just gonna have to say sure Jan on this one I don't believe you you need more people Mimi Jen says that her biggest push for um, Bentley going to private school is because she wants him to start getting uh, scouted by baseball coaches and Larry pipes in and claims that he's already like being scouted by some and I'm like isn't this kid like going to the fourth grade right now like do you really start that early down south because I have no clue you know sports aren't that competitive in Canada so it's quite astounding to me that a kid that young is already being scouted um, and I was like okay fair enough and then she kind of got a little nice nasty here by taking a dig at Macy's parenting she goes I mean uh, as a parent you should want to better your child's education if you could afford to do it I don't understand what type of parent wouldn't do it I was like all right, Miss Thang, look at you criticizing Bentley's only like stable parent as your son, his dad, has been absent basically his whole entire life. The only reason Ryan is even uh, present in his child's uh, life here and there is because of you guys dragging his hand through it all. You know what I mean? And you're gonna attack his mom? All right, and you really think you're slick, Miss Thang. I thought that was a nasty dig. It was not fair at all, considering where their son is at the moment while Macy is out there raising his child. So let's move on up to Michigan, where Caitlin and Tyler are back from rehab to find that Tyler's sister Amber trashed, completely trashed the home that they gave her to live in. And, um, the two of them have officially asked her to leave. So Amber texts Tyler calling him judgmental of her while treating their dad with kid gloves, which is absolutely not true because Tyler is, you know, pretty harsh on their father as he should be. And also considering Tyler gave Amber a car, a house and a boob job as well. I'll never understand why Amber of all people had a boob job. I was like, really? really you're strung out on drugs every day of the week and you're worried about getting a boob job you know like it just never made any sense to me at all but whatever i digress um so tyler then goes out to lunch with his mom by the water to talk about the whole uh, situation and his mom reveals that their dad got Amber a scholarship to the rehab that he's in, but because they're so full, Amber's not gonna be able to go to that one uh, alongside him, so the mom is gonna get her a flight to go to a different rehab. Guys, I really don't know how Tyler keeps it together between his wife and his dad and now his sister as well. Like literally, he is surrounded by like grown ass people who are like 
just huge burdens to him. Like it is so incredibly sad, the stuff that this guy has to deal with. Like when it's not his dad, it's Kate. And when it's not Kate and his dad, it's his sister. And honestly, I can't even say when it's not this person, it's the other, because all three of these people are professional, like, you know, burdens. I'm sorry. I have to say it that way. I know it's harsh, but I'm a, I just, I, I don't know how else to describe these people, but like it, it really is just always all three of them. And he's got a child to raise and soon to be another child as well to raise alone. Like the poor guy, bless his soul for not snapping on a, on a person by now. We then get a quick scene over in Texas where Bristol claims that Dakota has not reached out to her son trip since the divorce and that it's really crushing trip because because, um, you know, Dakota has been a dad to him for a really long time. He met him was when he was quite a baby, and that's like the only dad he knows outside from his dad, Levi, who he only gets to visit with like on the summers. And remember from the last episode, we found out that Levi was a pretty absentee father the first couple of years of Tripp's life. So it's just really sad and unfortunate that, the, you know, this is constantly the hand that the poor child is being dealt. Like Tripp seems like such a nice, sweet, kind, smart, like he's a gorgeous child as well. Like it's really unfair for him. I truly do feel for him. And then we head back down to LA now where Cheyenne talks to her sister about her breakup with Zach and reveals that she really does seem to kind of regret it at this point. Later on, her cousin comes to visit her and she explains the genetic disease that her daughter Ryder has, which is called VLCAD, that makes it like basically impossible for her to process fatty foods. I don't know what was going on with Cheyenne's voice in the scene. It just... Cause you know, she already has like a really like, sorry girl, but like terrible congested voice. But like, it was all of that plus being really slow. She was like, so Ryder has the genetic disease called VLCAT that makes a death. Like she was going so slow as like, is someone gonna check on her? She seems like she's gonna pass out or something. Anyway, Ryder's disease really is quite serious. Um, you know, she can end up in a coma if things go wrong with her, um, you know, trying to process a fatty food, but she does have a blood test coming up to see whether or not she needs to stay on the medication that she'd been on for a while. So they had taken her off for a bit to see how she was faring without it. Meanwhile, in Michigan again, Caitlin seems to be doing much better and actually parenting her daughter for a bit. She read Nova a bedtime story and it was absolutely adorable to see. And then um, Tyler kind of volunteered to take in his sister's kids for a bit while she was in rehab as well, which was also sweet. So now we are in Tennessee again and um, Bentley is at Mimi Jen's house and he's just sitting there talking about, oh, like I hate school, which is so freaking normal for a child his age. And then Mimi Jen's like, oh, you don't like school, Bentley? Well, you should be in private school. Let me tell you about that baseball program, that improved education, Bentley. Don't go to your school, go to a private. Like she was a straight up infomercial to him without going through his parents first, you know, like terrible. I don't know what had gotten into that woman. It's like, you've got like your own child to worry about right now. Don't worry about me, what Macy's doing with her son, Mimi. So of course, Bentley goes back home to Macy's house and tells her that he wants to go to private school before a voiceover version of Macy asks him where he got the idea from and that it's not happening because it costs as much as a big university to go to private school. Let's take a time out here. Personally, in my opinion, all the money that Macy and Taylor have is because they sold out this child 
Bentley. So I would have thought, like in my position, I don't even have kids yet, and private school is like one of the top things in my mind. You know, private school, Montessori, those are the things I think about. And so I feel like when money started rolling in for these people, they're not making like, you know, 100K, 200K, they're making five, six, seven, eight, a million dollars. Like not only from the show, but from social media, like being spokespeople, they're making like a million dollars. You know what I mean? So, and it's all on the backs of their children. So I personally, you know, if it is a good choice, maybe it's not the best choice for them, but like, I would think that it would have been a higher priority and a better conversation between the two of them, a more sensitive conversation about the reasons why it's not that great because Bentley doesn't understand private school as improved education, improved sports and stuff like that. He's like, oh, this is a rich kid thing. I'm on TV, I'm a diva. You know, Taylor said it himself and I agreed with him on that, but that's probably how Bentley's processing it. So if it is not the best choice for the family, I feel like she could have explained it a lot better you know, because the way maybe Jen already positioned it in Bentley's mind. I just would have thought that private school education probably would have been a higher priority for these girls with their kids, you know, as a thank you, I don't have to work now because I live off you. Thank you so much. Here, have the best of everything. But you know, it, it doesn't seem to have worked out that way. But again, I'm Canadian. I don't 100% understand the education system down south. So I'm gonna stay out of it. I would just say that if I were living off my kid, my kid would be in private school. I'm just saying. We get our first glimpse of Amber as her brother Sean visits and he makes a joke about her past with Shanks when she talks about how her son sleeps with one eye open. It was quite funny. And so he does tell her like that he kind of, like he doesn't tell her outright, he implies that they rushed their relationship, but he does see that she has changed for the better since being with Matt. Uh, Amber talks about how their relationship mainly consisted of drinking until she found out that she was pregnant. Guys, I personally would be scared S-H-I-T list of F-A-S myself, but different strokes for different folks. Everything was going quite well until Sean kind of started like shit disturbing about Gary and Leah. Like, you know, he was like, oh, so like, you know, Leah wants to do her own thing these days. She doesn't visit you as much, but like, do you like think that like, if she ever asked to visit you, would like Gary like stop her from going? Do you, do you know what I mean, Amber? I was like, Sean, why don't you just sit on over there on that couch and just have a good time. Stop planning things in Amber's head. Like we all know Amber is not mom material. Like we're all holding her, our breaths collectively on her with this child. Leave Leah alone. She is in great hands. She does not need this woman in her life. You know, just stop. So guys, things get horrific when Caitlin and Tyler go visit the house that their sister is trashing and already when they pull up, there are police uh, there because neighbors complained about the lawn being overgrown and a window being busted. Like it looked rough. There was also a hole in the roof. The backyard looked like a junkyard. There was a barned vacuum for some reason and a destroyed fence as well. Guys, when they tried to go in, like they look at the door and there was a sign from the city being like, okay, this is dangerous, don't enter, do not enter. How sad and pathetic is it that Amber was living in this beautiful big home for free with her kids and this is what she allowed it to devolve into. Like incredibly sad, those poor children. When Caitlin and Tyler entered the house, I don't know how they walked through it. Like I had like the heebie-jeebies just watching them go through it. Like garbage everywhere. It looked like a hoarder's house. Clothes strewn all over the floors. Like 
food on the walls, you guys, like peanut butter. Like there was a jar of either pickle juice or piss on the floor. They didn't know what it was. It smelled pretty bad. Like I just could not believe the conditions that this woman had her children living in. And she had the nerve to talk about how she and that guy who, were at who was attached to a tether under house, what is it, house arrest, wanted to have another child knowing they were living like that. Pathetic, disgusting. Ugh, I'm so infuriated by the conditions these people have their children in. Like, crazy to think. And then she also had the nerve to claim that she was only like addicted to Adderall. Like, really, girl, just looking at you, we could tell you were on that hard stuff. Stop playing with us. Things continue to get dark as um, Dakota is a ceremonial pitcher for a baseball game, which was quite lovely to see. Like, I'm so happy to see him being celebrated as like a hero, right? Like, that was great. So he does his pitch. He almost forgets his daughter on, you know, on, on the field. But, you know, I'm just going to digress there. He, he ends up getting her. And then he sits down in the VIP box with his friends who is also a fellow veteran and his friend is like that's amazing congratulations like he was being really supportive and Dakota is so depressing you guys he's like I you know it's, it's just so hard to see so many people cheering for me because like I'm a failure at the end of the day the friend's like no you're not like you're a hero you've got the highest honor in the United States he's like go tell my teammates on September blah blah, blah that 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 I'm a hero oh wait you can't go tell their families oh wait you can't look at my family divorce it I'm a failure I'm a failure you know, like his friend clearly did not know what to say to this guy. Like, you know, any positive you could give to Dakota, he'll turn around and flip it into a negative. And I know that it's PTSD and all of this stuff that comes with it. But quite frankly, it's exhausting. And I could see why Bristol ultimately divorced him because he is kind of like a broken record with, you know, with all of this stuff. And I know it sounds harsh and I understand where he's coming from. Like having seen something so horrific, traumatic that no one should have ever seen, especially people being in war at only 18 years old. But like, you know, celebrate, like, come on. It is what it is. And his friend could no longer say anything encouraging to him. So all he could do was just rub his back and say, okay, you know, and they just watched the game together there. Now, Macy and Taylor are back home folding laundry and talking about Jen and Larry putting the idea of private school into Bentley's head without consulting them first. As I said earlier, I agreed with Taylor's take that Bentley probably doesn't even think of private school as like a, a, an improvement in education and stuff like that. He's seeing it more as a materialistic status symbol because it's something that they pay for. And Macy says that she doesn't want him to think that he's on a pedestal because he's on TV. And um, Taylor says that they've also got other kids to worry about and their futures too and you know they you know they don't want to pay for a Bentley to go to private school and not the other kids but you know these are the things that you think about before having other children but you know I what do I know here right like I have no clue about their education systems I'm just having my own personal opinions uh, based on like my own goals and motives and stuff like that um, and I think Macy alluded to them probably having like uh, a university fund uh, in place for him, which I think is, you know, the least they can do. Remember, Macy, you know, private school might be too expensive for you to do for the child you live off of. But let's not forget that you used to travel to party all the freaking time and pay for your friends to travel alongside you. You know, she got a boob job off of this money. She um, also got like a crap ton of expensive like you know, hideous tattoos off of this money as well. Um, all of these homes paid for with this money, all of those cars that she ran through with this money, 
Taylor's business bought with this money. Hopefully you can see where I'm thinking of with this stuff because Macy has wasted tens, not even tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars on really frivolous things. She even bought Taylor a Rolex. You know what I mean? That's tuition money that she could have used. So like sometimes I gotta wonder with these girls, like what are you doing for your children that is so special? Because you should be doing really special things because they have no say in their privacy because you choose to kind of pimp them out like this. So at the very least, do something amazing for these kids to thank them for your whole entire livelihood. Back in LA again, Cheyenne makes a phone call to her doctor, okay, look at her cell phone, clearly nothing's going on there, about wanting Ryder's blood test results. The imaginary doctor tells her that everything looks good, which is a huge relief for her and Corey, that they could take Ryder off the medicine for now. In the final scene of the episode, Tyler's mom reveals that she dropped Amber off at rehab, so they all go out to wine, um, and Caitlin tells on herself as well when she says that she hopes Amber's working on herself in rehab, and not just using rehab to get away from her kids. Ah ha ha ha, that sounded like a guilty conscience if you ask me. And like the last episode, Tyler can't bear to look at his wife in the face. He hardly looks at her all episode again. And then he mocks how everything's always all about Amber. He's like, oh, poor you. It's so hard having to be an adult. Poor you. Responsibilities. Wah, wah, wah. And then his mom, being the, the typical shit disturber that she is, she's like, Tyler, it's... It sounds, and she's looking at Kate, it sounds like you've got no sympathy for people, you know, who use rehab, you know, who use the resources in rehab for help, Tyler. Is that what you're saying, Tyler? And then Tyler's like, you know, honestly, like, yeah, that is what I'm saying right now in this moment. And Kate's face was like, oh my God, like you could tell, like she just felt so attacked and ready to cry. And Tyler just continued venting, like he, Again, didn't look at Kate, but he looked over her. He like he looked over her head. He's like, I'm I'm really sick of this stuff. Like I truly am tired of having to bear everybody's problems. And you know, I could not even blame him one freaking bit. Tyler, go off. But at the same time, if you're so tired of these toxic relationships, cut ties. Your dad has been toxic to you. Um, your entire life. He does not deserve you whatsoever. Cut him off. Don't even feel bad. You tried if he, you know, reverts to his old behaviors. Your sister, look what she did with the home that um, you gave her to live in for free. Look how for granted she takes, um, you know, the car you gave her, the boob job you gave her and claims that you treat her like SHIT while putting your dad on a pedestal. She's trash. Cut her off. Your wife, she goes to rehab, uh, um, you know, at the drop of a dime without consulting you and listening to your concerns about how it affects you guys' daughter collectively as well. You know, if you're tired of that, you, it might be in your best interest and, you know, more importantly, in your child's best interest to get a divorce and, you know, facilitate a happier, healthier home life for her, a more stable one as well. Like, if these things exhaust you so much, take action at the end of the day. Anyway, you guys, that is the recap of what went down on the 23rd episode of season 7B of Teen Mom OG. And as always, I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything. So please, please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below. And as usual, we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more. Feel free to share it with your friends as well. And follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.